football podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback, and as always, I am joined by my lovely, 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 lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, buddy? Uh, Not much. The JJ5000 was on the fritz again. Uh, But you know what? I, I think I deserve five lovelies after a... Kyle Rudolph touchdown. It's true. It's true. Look, you 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 won the battle. You've not won the war. <laughs> you you definitely won the battle last week. The Kyle Rudolph battle. Do I say when I say Kyle? Do I sound like I say Cal? Am I one of those people? A, a little, a, a little. I mean, it's not like dramatic, but maybe maybe a little bit. But you know, something about Kyle Rudolph that we can agree on. He could beat both of us in a leg r- wrestling match. I don't know about that. Oh oh my god. See the, see the fact the fact that you think definitely that he could beat you in a leg wrestling match shows me that I can definitely beat you because you have no confidence in your legs. Uh, JJ, this this man is like six six, like two seventy five. He's a massive athlete. He could break us in in three pieces. So Kyle Rudolph to me is me to you. Oh, wow! Wow! Yeah. That, okay. That's right. not an unfair comparison to make. Well, well, I listen. I have stopped. I have stopped skipping leg day since we've since we've started these discussions. By the way, that's good. Oh, well, I have a I have a marathon relay to run next week, Denny. My legs are ready to rock and roll. Hey, if you have the Saquon quads, then you're you'll be okay. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna win my leg essentially with the Saquon quads. <laughs> definitely definitely not gonna happen. I barely train for this thing, so we'll see how it goes. Well, that that'll that'll work out. So there there there's something we we need to discuss right off the bat, and it's it's vital, I think, to living the stream and the interests of our listenership, and that is maybe the greatest. No, not maybe. Definitely the greatest. Who did this meme of all time? <laughs> yeah. Okay? Well, yeah. Explain to me what happened here, because I follow. Obviously, I watched the game uh, on Monday night, and there was a crazy cat incident. But then, what happened on social media that? that uh that you're referring to so okay so i i tweeted about it today but shannon sharp found found a picture of the cat of the black cat that was on the giants field for about two or three minutes on monday night but the cat had shannon sharp's face (laughs) on it i don't know how else to explain it but it's 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 actually weirdly perfect in the way that his <laughs> in the way that his his face was plastered on to this adorable black cat by the way i love that cat eh, well that's uh, well well i i used to have a black cat so I, it, it reminds me of that but also cats are better than dogs anyway the uh shannon sharp he i always want to say sterling but shannon um uh shannon sharp says in all caps not only did he say who did this talking about the cat with the face with his face he said, who did this and why? <laughs> <laughs> he, 
It's the best thing ever. I love the why. The why is next level. It brings it to a whole new level. I, I, I don't, I can't even comprehend how funny that is. I'm serious today. When I was trying to order a coffee today at Starbucks, I couldn't get it out. I couldn't get the order out because I was laughing about stupid Shannon Sharp's face. Not, not, I'm, you know, I'm not saying Shannon Sharp's stupid. He's actually a very bright guy, but his face put on this this cat it's the funniest thing and his reaction is the best so so i'm assuming like like he he literally stumbled upon this photo of someone who had photoshopped his face onto this cat is there a is there a story behind this that i don't know from like the 1990s with shannon like that i just am completely unaware of i don't know you know what i uh, i wish i had come prepared but as you know uh, i'm never prepared for this podcast and uh so I, i don't have any background on this all I know is that first of all, the Shannon Sharp face on the cat made perfect sense. Actually, it looks it looks perfectly natural. Um, also hilarious. But his reaction of why why did someone do this? Why would you do this? I think he has no idea. That's amazing. Why this why this is happening? But it was a great idea. Best uh, who did this situation of all time, uh, hands down. That's 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 very very good. That black cat situation was uh was quite strange and and i saw some some tweeting and some thoughts out there which i totally agree with what does it say about the state of the nfl that we're all getting this excited about a black cat running onto a football field yeah i i I think that it does kind of reveal how desperate we are for like like a like a good moment to share you know because watching the game especially a, a a standalone game a um primetime game you know, is it like a communal experience when you're on Twitter, you know, and, and you you're following the game along with uh, hundreds or thousands of people who are tweeting at you and around you and all over the place all the time. And so for something like fun and interesting to happen and for us to freak out, I think actually says a lot, like you said, about how we how we're experiencing these games, which is like really really awful until the the last two minutes of the game pretty much yeah and i feel like this season too um i mean i'm just gonna say that it sucks like this this season hasn't had like these unbelievable moments you know what i mean like there there aren't like these there there isn't like this like group of teams that are you know so much better than the rest of the nfl or like i guess i mean there's some but there's there's I think a lot of the quarterback injuries have to do with this like we're watching all these backups play and it's just not as entertaining um but I just feel like there hasn't been like these big moments in the regular season that like completely turn the fortunes of certain teams and stuff it just hasn't been that dramatic yeah uh and, and also a lot of really big plays especially late in games have been called back because of penalties and and I feel like they're they're so the refs are so ticky tacky with every single kind of penalty from offensive pass interference to defensive to holding to uh, hands to the face to everything. Uh, it's it, the uh, um illegal picks, you know, yeah. on, on pass routes. You know, they they they're so so ticky tacky and and it it ruins otherwise great moments. I think that the officiating 
has has obviously put a damper on the game. I think a good example, I'm sure every single person feels this all the time, but you're watching a game and you're rooting for a particular player because of fantasy, obviously, and that player does something good that you really need to happen, like a 40-yard reception or a touchdown or something like that, and all you're doing is staring at the bottom right of your screen waiting for the flag icon to pop up to let you know that there's a flag on the play because you're not getting those fantasy points. Everyone relates to what you just said. I, l- last night when uh, Prescott threw the late touchdown to Amari Cooper, yes. I wasn't even watching the play. I I'll, I mean, at, you know, sort of out of the corner of my eye, I saw that Cooper was going to score. All I was doing was watching the bottom to see if there was any yellow because I just figured that a big play like that had to be called back. Right, and, right. Uh, um, and I, I think that that kind of sucks that football watching becomes flag watching. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there are instances where like, you know, it's almost like you can't fully celebrate things. Um, like another example, like I needed Dak last night and he fortunately came through, but I needed Dak and that Michael Gallup touchdown, for instance, the, yeah. the way that, uh, the way that, that he scored, I mean, it was an unbelievably athletic touchdown, but the way that he scored, I just held my breath thinking that it was going to be a 15 minute review. Wait. I mean, it was, it was a lot less, uh, it was, it was a lot, uh, less close than I thought it was going to be, but I was just holding my breath, just waiting because I, I just figured that it was going to be this long review period that he stepped out of bounds, but did he step out of bounds? And then fortunately it wasn't, but those are the kinds of things that it's just really frustrating. And then can I just say like, like how in the world does the ESPN booth or the NBC, booth, whatever, a- any of these, uh, these booths mm-hmm. not talk about when, so Amari Cooper limps off the field last night. That's, mm-hmm. that is the biggest story for, for anyone who's watching that game outside of, of New York and, and Dallas. Right. Right. Because everyone's watching that game because it's, it's likely going to be a blowout and we're, we're watching for fantasy purposes. Amari Cooper limps off the field. Cause he has like this weird, like ankle knee thing that happens and then they don't even make reference to Amari Cooper coming back to the field. It's the most frustrating and irritating thing on planet Earth. How was there not a fantasy person in the booth to make note of these things? Because fantasy people are aware of these things. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, they're they're 15 years behind the times. Yeah. Because uh, it, uh, even 10 years ago, people w- in this situation would be on – mega tilt if they're if their wide receiver who they need to score a certain number of points leaves the field on a monday night you know right so uh i mean they don't have to have a, a fantasy analyst in the booth although i think that would be cool and and yes i will accept the job but the um but at least at least they have to be aware like maybe the producers you know maybe the producer's kid plays fantasy or something <laughs> and and the, and the kid can say hey d- hey dad or mom uh maybe you should tell uh, the the Monday night announcers that people are, are watching for fantasy purposes and maybe that message can kind of trickle down so that they can say oh yeah I I need to think like a like a fantasy football player here right exactly exactly it's just very very frustrating the only reason I knew Amari Cooper was on the field was because I, I mean I was looking obviously and I saw him a little bit but you also are looking at the bottom line because they'll show the form you know who's on the field formation wise and stuff but like you can't even like sometimes I can't even trust the person who's putting that together. You know, I want to no, yeah, no. like talk about it at least, like say something about Amari Cooper being on the fricking field. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it, it is. It shows I think it shows like a 
a, a certain level of detachment from the audience it, itself, you know, like why people are watching. Right, exactly. Uh, all right, so let's recap what happened last week. Not a terrible week streaming. Derek Carr, our main quarterback streamer, came through with 19.56 fantasy points. I'm going to be very, very accurate. Be precise. Let's be precise. Because people people hate if I were to round up to 20. Uh, Sam Darnold was only only had 12.5 fantasy points. Not great. Not a great performance for that Jets offense against Miami, which is, was borderline shocking. I mean, it's just the most pathetic thing I've seen in a while. I mean, Darnold had like 10 points at halftime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, he should have been fine, but he clearly wasn't. Um, a deeper play was Mitch Trubisky, but he had six and a half points. It was clearly, I mean, he was our, our least favorite of the four. And then Jimmy Garoppolo on Thursday night really came through with four touchdown passes, 28.88 fantasy points, a strong day for him. Defensively, we had a lot of defenses. Cleveland only had five points. That that game, that Cleveland game, I think was arguably the most shocking of the weekend. Yeah, uh, it really was. Yeah. But with, I mean, maybe aside from like the Chargers doing what they did against Green Bay, the the fact that Cleveland couldn't couldn't win that game against Brandon Allen is just pathetic. Uh, the Jets the Jets did horribly against Miami, but they still had six fantasy points because they sacked Ryan Fitzpatrick four times. Seattle in a high scoring game, they only had three. Uh, Philly had six, and Dallas came through with that late defensive touchdown. They had eighteen. They were one of the better fantasy defenses this past week. Tight end Jonu Smith four point eight. Kyle Rudolph, your boy. Found, yeah. found the end zone, 11.3. Ryan Griffin, uh, for the, the, the Jets' tight end, uh, whoever's playing tight end for them, uh, he had 11 points this past week. And and had a, a uh, touchdown called back on a nonsense call. Yes. I mean, that, 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 was a, that was a touchdown. I will go to my grave saying uh, two things. Ryan Griffin caught that, and Epstein didn't kill himself. Let's go on to the next. Uh... Yeah, yeah. So uh, the next one, Darren, Darren Fells uh, had 7.1. I believe he had just the one catch for one yard and a touchdown, but that's that's the most Darren Fells stat line of all time. That's that's what we've come to expect from Darren Fells. It really is. Uh, and then Dallas uh, Goat Ert. Look, guys, you need to add Dallas Goddard. He's, he's still available in like 75% of Yahoo leagues, and he, he played the most snaps that he's played – this season, this past week, Zach Ertz blew up, so everyone's going to be like, oh, I don't really care about Dallas Goddard. Goddard's on a bye this week, so they're really not going to care. Add Dallas Goddard this week. He he uh, ended up with 7.9 fantasy points. We're going to keep mentioning Dallas Goddard when he's playing every single week until his ownership goes up. That's right. And, and by the way, to all the good patrons, and by the way, you need to become a patron today, right now. Uh, pause the podcast, go become a patron. Anyway, the patrons are asking, should I play Goddard this week? The answer is no. Yes. I actually was so excited when I saw Goddard's ownership earlier today on Yahoo at 26%. I, uh, I messaged Denny and said, we should add Goddard to the streaming list. And then an hour later, I messaged him and was like, oh, the, the Eagles are on a buy. Yeah, I, I got excited too because I thought that I would have guessed that his ownership was, was way out of streaming range by this point. Yeah, but it's not. Uh, all right, so let's look at week 10. I'll kick things off with who I think is probably the top quarterback streamer. Um, I think you can make an argument for a guy, another guy, but I like Ryan Tannehill this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Tennessee, you always have to be fearful that they're going to be pretty run heavy, um, and that skews the the touchdown proportion a little bit. You know, That's why Derrick Henry scores touchdowns, which is he, he's that, – that's another conversation. I'm already tilting thinking about Derrick Henry. <laughs> 
Um, but with with Ryan Tannehill, they're playing Kansas City this week. You likely can't be all that run heavy against Kansas City, especially if Patrick Mahomes is back. Even if Patrick Mahomes isn't back, I think Ryan Tannehill is a decent play. The Chiefs have allowed the 11th most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Three of the last four quarterbacks to go up against them performed better than their season-long average. Uh, Tannehill also hasn't been that bad. Um, but I do think, you know, in this matchup, I, I wish peripheral wise and numbers wise, he was, he, uh, was a little bit more aggressive. He's only thrown it deep on 14% of his passes. Um, it would be good if he threw it down the field a little bit more, but I do think that he's a fairly safe option during a week. That's really, really tough for quarterback. Yeah, I think traditionally, I think he's the best. He's probably the best streamer. And I really hope Mahomes goes Mahomes going would be, uh, would make a world of difference, I think, for for Tannehill. And yes, I just said a world of difference like my grandparents. Yes. Uh, Denny, I'll, I'll I'll actually go again because I, okay. I have three quarterbacks and you have one. So um, the next one is Derek Carr. Now, I'm a little bit fearful of this matchup because the Chargers looked so good getting to Aaron Rodgers last week. Yeah. Um, but the good news with that is that Oakland... Um, has actually allowed the second lowest sack rate in football this year. So they, they haven't been that bad at, at keeping Derek Carr upright. Derek Carr, you know, Denny and all of you listening, Derek Carr has been a top 10 quarterback this year. Not not, not in fantasy, but overall. And, and if you look at, at advanced metrics and, and whatnot, like if you look at number of fires expected points model, if you look at specifically in the, in the, in the expected points model, his success rate versus his per drop back efficiency – He's been a top 10 quarterback this year. He's been really good. Um, he's outscored the average points per game that his opponents have allowed uh, to quarterbacks in five of eight games this year, with one of those being barely an underperformance. So basically looking at the average that these teams are allowing and then looking at what Derek Carr has scored, he's basically been above that expectation in almost six of eight games, but at least five of eight games. Um, he's, he's faced a fairly tough schedule. So if you look at this game, uh, over on FanDuel Sportsbook, I'm a, I'm a company man, uh, over on FanDuel Sportsbook, there's a 48 and a half point over under, which was a little bit higher than I thought it was going to be, um, in this matchup, but the Raiders are just one and a half point underdogs in this game. So I don't think that just given the way that, that Oakland's been able to, to protect Derek Carr, I don't think this is as bad of a matchup as it could be. It, it, it kind of re- makes you remember, or at least makes me recall, that uh, quarterbacks have had some pretty great uh, fantasy seasons under John Gruden, uh, including you know Rich Gannon back in the day. Yeah. Um, so this is this is not the the first time, but it is it is sort of shocking to see Derek Carr become like a guy I want to play instead of you know I desperately don't want to, but kind of have to. Yeah, I mean, look, imagine if he had, I mean, imagine if Antonio Brown didn't have the, the head case issues and he was just playing for them and, and yeah. like that he'd have legitimate weapons with Tyrell Williams, Darren Waller and, and Antonio Brown, Josh Jacobs out of the backfield, a decent offensive line. I mean, there's, there's reason to believe Derek Carr could have been a, a fringe QB one this year, but um, I think moving forward, we can at least be confident that he's kind of a mid range QB too. Uh, well, AB would have quit on the team once he realized that Tyrell Williams was the wide receiver one. So. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. So my quarterback is Colts quarterback. Whoever's playing for the Colts this week, whether it's Jacoby Brissett and his injured MCL or whether it's Brian Hoyer and his incredibly slow feet. I watched him scramble a couple times last week against 
whoever they played against uh, my 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 beloved Steelers. Yeah, and that dude, he is as slow as Brady, which is really saying something. Yeah, well, Brian uh, Brian Hoyer is also sixty nine years old. He is. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's probably my age, and the and the announcers are gonna uh, talk about thirty six like it's old, and it, I guess it is. Uh, so Brissett, the latest from Chris Mortensen, and uh, I know Chris, you're listening to the show, uh, said Brissett has a chance to play against the Dolphins, uh, but there is quote nothing definite on his status for this week. Uh, that's again according to LTS listener Chris Mortensen. Uh, so w- let's assume for a minute that. Hoyer is going to start. So Hoyer scored 15 and a half fantasy points in relief of Brissett last week against Pittsburgh. That included, of course, three touchdowns. Uh, he goes against a Miami defense, allowing 23 fan, uh, adjusted fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, as 64% of the touchdowns scored against the Dolphins have come through the air. Um, that's near the top of the league. Only four defenses allow more yards per pass attempt than Miami. And the Colts come into this one with an implied total of 27.25 points. That's the fourth highest of the week. They are 10.5-point home favorites. So the process says whoever plays quarterback for the Colts is a really, really good play. Uh, even if it's Hoyer, I think that I'm going to be really happy to start him in like super flex leagues for sure. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, last quarterback streamer, another deep play. Actually, I would I would say that Hoyer would be borderline kind of in the same tier as like Carr, and I'd, I'd maybe put Tannehill number one. Um, but the the last quarterback you could go to is Danny Dimes. Um, I know it's a, it's kind of tough. Like it's it's kind of crazy the the difference between Eli Manning and Daniel Jones in terms of like real NFL production, real football production, like what they do for their teams. Probably not that dramatically different. But the way in which they play and the way in which they would accumulate fantasy points completely different. Mm-hmm. You you have you have Daniel Jones as like a a, a true D gaffer, like right. just a true like you don't, every time the ball is snapped, you have no idea what's about to happen. He's like he's like he's like watching a toddler just play play around the living room. Well, you you said in the preseason, I remember we were talking about Daniel Jones, and you said. Well, basically, he's just throwing YOLO balls every time he drops back. Yeah, and, right. And and his guys are catching them, so it looks good, but they're still YOLO balls. Yeah, that's that's the way he... I mean, I fear that he's going to fumble the ball every time he has the ball in his hands. Not even not even like, oh, I'm scrambling, I'm running for a first down, I'm going to fumble. But like, just, just dropping back the pass. But the one thing you have to fear with Daniel Jones is pressure. Um, and, and the Jets are bottom 10 in pressure rate this season. And the Jets have also allowed back-to-back top five performances to Gardner Minshew and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, so I, you know, it's it's a good matchup for him. Uh, we know the rushing upside is there. We actually have seen a decent ceiling from. I mean, he was QB one a couple weeks ago. Um, so I don't think that he's that bad of a streamer. I would prefer him in that same game to Sam Darnold, just given the way that the Jets' offense has performed. So I, uh, I'm, I'm looking at Daniel Jones as kind of a. A deeper, more desperation play, lower floor play, but maybe just as high of a ceiling, if not higher, than any of the other guys we're talking about. Yep, totally agree. All right, Denny, we started with quarterback for whatever reason. Let's go to defense. Uh, you have two of them. Why don't you kick things off? Yeah, I thought you were just trying to keep me on, on my toes. Yeah, I am. I am a little bit. Yeah. But the quarterback, I was scrambling, like, like looking for that entry in my notes because I have it backwards. All right, so defense. We're going to start. We're going to start with the Ravens defense, Okay. And I totally understand if you are now screaming at your 
uh, you know, listening device, your phone, your iPad, uh, your radio, if you're if you're a boomer, uh, because the Ravens are available in only half of leagues and definitely not yours. But they they are a 10 point road favorite this week against Cincinnati. The Bengals are allowing 10 schedule adjusted fantasy points per game to defenses as they've given up 15 turnovers in eight games. Cincinnati has allowed the seventh highest sack rate this season because they're always having to drop back and always facing terrible game script. And I don't think this game uh, will be any different. The Ravens get to go up against Ryan Finley, who threw 26 interceptions in three seasons at NC State in and in losses. I looked this up, JJ, because you know what? I do research for the folks. In losses during his college career, Finley completed 59% of his passes and had a 21 to 22 touchdown to interception ratio. Wow. So not not great. So if you assume the Bengals are going to lose here, I think we're looking at the possibility uh, of, of maybe a couple turnovers, maybe more. I can't believe you looked at Ryan Finley's box scores. I did. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's that's how I watch football. So I, I, I just plugged that into my brain and I said, oh, this is good. This yeah, is good. Right. right. Uh Another defense you can play, it's a pretty obvious one, the Indianapolis Colts. They're 10.5-point favorites. They're facing Miami. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick has now thrown an interception in all but one start this year. That came last week, um, obviously, when we streamed the Jets. Uh, the Dolphins, though, have been sacked at the third-highest rate in football, and they were still sacked four times against the Jets last week. Um, and that's that's back-to-back four-sack games for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, so I think the, the Colts are a very, very easy off the waiver wire type of defense to play this week. Yeah, they're available everywhere too. By the way, the yeah, so the third defense we're going with is the Bucks defense at home against the Cardinals. I feel like this is a a little bit more of a volatile uh, pick here compared to the Ravens and Colts, but we're going to go with it. So they're out there on 98% of waiver wire, so I don't want to hear anybody say not in my league. Uh T- Tampa is at home. They're favored by four and a half over the Cardinals. The Bucks defense has scored 13 points and eight points in two of their three home games this season. We're going to ignore the one home game where they scored exactly zero fantasy points. Was that, was that against Danny Dimes? Uh, yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, as I have in my, my notes here, so you could definitely uh, do worse because the Cardinals are allowing seven Schedule adjusted points per game to defenses. Uh, Zona gives up. Yes, I say Zona. I, I'm sure people from Arizona are furious about this, but I'm, I'll never stop saying Zona. Zona gives up a lot of sacks, the fifth uh, most so far this year. They have the sixth highest sack percentage. Uh, mostly, I think we're looking, as my notes say, we're looking for a zany game with a with a ton of plays from both teams and you know crazy things happening. And yes, I think that the Bucks have a a sack-based floor here. So, okay, so many things just happened. First off, you used the word zany. I did. I said okay. zane. Also, you're a tool because you call him Zona. I just had to throw. I, I had to say that. I had to say that for the people. Uh, because, look, I'm sure. Look, the, the people are sitting here saying, "Who is this tool?" So I had to. I had to call you out. Well, wait. Do you say San Fran ever? No, because I've heard that that people from there and who live there hate it. Right. Right. Well. I could right. I could be wrong with that take, but I think someone told me that like ten years ago, and I've uh-huh. I've stuck with it. So I have never I don't even do it like on my podcast or in my writing because I I heard that they don't like San Fran. 
yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally understand that. And uh, yet I, I struggle, I struggle to care about, about what they, what they want. So it's, I'm going to continue. It's similar. I, I can't stand when people call Pittsburgh Pitt because Pitt is the school in Pittsburgh. University of Pittsburgh is Pitt, right? People say Pitt? Yeah. People say Pitt. Like, are you going back to Pitt? No, I'm, no, I'm not going back to school. I graduated from that school. I'm going back to Pittsburgh and then don't even get me started with people who don't spell Pittsburgh with the H. That's that's the what? most that's the most tilting thing on on planet Earth. Why would anyone do that? Because they're not they're they're not intelligent enough to put the H oh. at the end. The the H is the most necessary piece of that of, of the city of Pittsburgh's name. Right, because uh, how else are you going to pronounce it, Pittsburgh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love that my and then if you're if you're older, like if you're if you're like a boomer or something who lived in Pittsburgh, uh, my like my dad will will call it. Deberg, you know, just to, to be cool. Like, remember, no. remember in like the '90s when like yeah. people would put like "duh" "da" in front of stuff, and it was like the cool thing to do. Well, uh, you know, when you're a dad in that era, you know, when you have like a middle school kid, that that kind of stuff just sticks with you for the rest of your life. So it's always Deberg, you know, right? The, right. Duh, Deberg. whatever. Yeah. Right. Deberg, the bomb. Yeah, the bomb. The uh, bomb's a good one. Steve Deberg. I mean, you know. <laughs> All right, let's move on to tight end. I'm going to start with the dad running extraordinaire, Jack Doyle. Jack Doyle has now seen a double-digit percentage target share in each game since week one, Denny, which is pretty good. It's pretty impressive for for Jack Doyle. Not a high ceiling, but at least he's got that floor. There's no T.Y. Hilton probably in this game. That can open up things a bit. I don't know why they would like, you know, going up against Miami, they would like rush Jacoby Brissett back or rush T.Y. Hilton back. So if there's no T.Y. Hilton, that's great. Um, Jack Doyle last week ran the 11th most routes at tight end. He ran 10 more routes than Eric Ebron. And the matchup is there against Miami. They've seen an above average 21.7% of their receiving yards allowed go to the tight end position. That's one of the higher marks in the league. So I like Jack Doyle in this matchup. And also, Brian Hoyer does not throw it deep, or, or at least in, in that game last week, he kept throwing it kind of... Uh, within I think within 10 yards of line of scrimmage which is Jack Doyle territory we all know that yeah I like Doyle I think Doyle's a good play yeah we're going back to Rudolph folks Denny Denny is the biggest Kyle Rudolph truther I've ever met and this is we talked about this before the show and I told JJ that I've always been a Kyle Rudolph skeptic to the point of desperately wanting the Vikings to get an an actually good athletic tight end you know someone like Irv Smith perhaps to take over for Kyle J. Rudolph the uh, third, but so I'm not I'm not a truther. But the matchup last week was right, and the matchup this week is also sneaky, sneaky. Okay, right. go just go tell everyone why they should play Kyle Rudolph. This, I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch this out, JJ. I'm gonna make the rest of the show about Kyle Rudolph. Okay, <laughs> our our ratings our ratings will be great. We'll get a, we'll get a, we'll get a lot of well. I'm I hey we could think of ratings as as how people react on iTunes, but. By the way, That's, you guys should rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. It would be very, very helpful. We like reading them. Please, please do that. That would be great. It's a great and way to give could, back. Yes, if you could, if you could support us that way, support us on, on Patreon. Tell us how you feel about Epstein. So Kyle Rudolph is at Dallas. <laughs> Viking Vikings are a three point road underdog. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, but, uh, Vikings are a three point. 
JJ's making me laugh. I can't. All right. I can't look at you. I can't look at you. All right. <clears throat> Which isn't the best. That's not the best. We don't want, we don't necessarily want tight ends on a road underdogs, but this is what we have. 23.9% of passes thrown against Dallas have gone to tight ends. That's the seventh highest rate in the league. I'm just trying to get through this right now without laughing. Tight ends are averaging 6.1 receptions per game against Dallas this season. Only five teams have allowed more tight end catches this year than Dallas, and only three teams allow more schedule-adjusted points to tight ends than the Cowboys. Uh, Kyle Rudolph is available in 71% of leagues somehow. I'm kidding. Uh, but uh, Rudolph is not being peppered with targets. He saw He's seen 15 targets over the past three games. He did run 28 routes last week against KC, so that's not hateful. It's, it's, it's Rudolph's season, folks. Okay, I'm going to move on from Kyle Rudolph because it's Cal Rudolph. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go to Mike Gesicki as another tight end streamer. He saw six targets last week, double-digit target, uh, du- double digit percent target share in three of his last four games. There's no Preston Williams, unfortunately. That's such a sad injury. I really was excited to see what Preston Williams could uh, yeah, continue Yeah, it's to devastating. Do. He, was, he was coming on. Yeah. Um, but Indianapolis last year, if you recall, they were a team that could defend wide receivers pretty well. And that funneled some, some targets to, uh, the tight end position this season. It's the same thing. 25.69% nice of targets that they've faced have gone to tight ends. It's one of the higher marks in the entire NFL. It's not a bad spot for Gesicki in a negative game script. He's getting more and more, a little bit more involved in this offense. Uh, we know he's athletic. We know he's capable. Um, so I, I think he's a, a decent kind of Hail Mary type streamer. Yes. And the and the last streamer. Wait, do you have one more after this? Or is this no, the last one? All, this is it. This is it. This is it, folks. This is it. We're we're organized. We're prepared. We're ready to go. Jared Cook. Uh, he plays for the Saints now. The uh, they play Atlanta and mostly we're trying to take advantage of the highest implied total of the week, which the Saints have at 32 points. That's a lot, according to the analytics. New Orleans is a 13-point home favorite, uh, and around 22% of targets against Atlanta this year have gone to tight ends, which is the 11th highest rate in the league. Uh, Last time we saw Jared Cook play, he ran 30 pass routes. Uh, So the, the process is very high on home favorite tight ends, especially with high implied totals. Uh, I I think Cook is probably a better play than Rudolph, although it hurts me to say that. Yeah, and he he got dropped in a lot of leagues, which is why he's a streamer right now. So um, not a bad play. So to recap, Jared Cook, Kyle Rudolph, Mike Gesicki, Jack Doyle, the Indianapolis Colts. I don't know why I said it that way. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Baltimore Ravens at defense at quarterback. Danny Dimes, Derek Carr, Ryan Tannehill. And Brian, I'm as old as Denny Hoyer. He's actually 34. I looked it up while we were talking. Okay, so he's two years younger than me, and and they're like the wily veteran. Yeah, right, right. Uh, all right, let's go to Twitter. We have some questions. This first one is from at Mr. Joshua John. Uh, this is actually from last week. I kept I kept two from last week because they were pretty good. This one is is interesting, Denny, and, and it's gonna I'm gonna have to um, get your a uh, quick reaction from you with it. Okay, you ready? Okay. I'm ready. Would you rather poop out of your mouth or have to eat from your butt? Oh my god. What is this podcast? <laughs> Which would you rather have to do? 
what we this is this is the end of living the stream. I I don't know how we're gonna come back from this. Ew! Oh my god! It's definitely poop out of your mouth. <laughs> I can't believe it. Oh my god! Yeah, no, no, it definitely is. Because course. you don't then you don't have to do it. Like you don't have to take your pants off. You don't have to deal with any of that. You can you know like how are you gonna eat in front of people if you're right. eating out of your butt? It's a very easy answer. I, I want to. I just want to apologize to everyone out there. I, you you tuned in hoping for some jokes, uh, you know, some some streamers, some Epstein conspiracy theories. You did not think that we were gonna talk about pooping out of your mouth, but here we are. But yes, obviously that's the one. Yeah. Uh, this next question is from at Mister underscore Pacman. I'll ask it every week. Now this Paul Paul is his name. He's asked us this multiple times. We just haven't been able to get to it on the podcast. What's more important, good shoes or good socks? Well, it depends. I mean, are are, are you do you care more about what other people think well, about that, you? That, that's what I'm saying. That's why the question is incredibly deep. Yeah, right. Um, so I I would actually say, and I you know I I know what this says about me. I would much rather have good shoes, and and I say that as someone who often wears socks that are not comfortable just 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 because just because I don't feel like going and buying new ones using the Patreon money to not buy helicopters but to buy socks. Uh, so I I buy I go with the shoes here. All right, but what's the range of comfortability of socks? Like what like the worst socks in the world or or at least like let's say like a 25th percentile pair of socks versus a 80th percentile pair of socks. Are you really going to feel a massive difference? No. You know what I mean? So so right. so I think because of that my answer is is shoes. Or or okay. as or as or as Avery my daughter says, shoes. <laughs> <laughs> every every morning, every morning I I take cuz I take her to daycare every morning. She comes downstairs, I put her down on the ground cuz I'm carrying her down the stairs and she sits she plops her butt on the ground, points to where the shoes are and just goes, shoes. Shoes. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. Uh, Eleanor used to say when Eleanor was really little, she used to instead of say Sesame Street, she used to just just say Street, but her street sounded like shit. So she would say she would say shit, 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 and I would be like, what, what? I'm sorry to the kids, by yeah, the way, sorry. but my, exactly. But my kid was walking around saying shit for like three months. Anyway, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that shoes makes more sense here because uh, also shoes. I I actually would would say. That I know that this question is more about like, do you care what other people think versus what you think? But shoes control how comfortable your feet are more than socks do. Also, the way that you look, the way that you're dressed, and the way that you feel about yourself also affects your like mental well-being. You know, like sure, your sure. your like emotional well-being and your. Uh, so I think that it's. It's less, it might be less revealing than we give it, give it credit for. I don't know. Yeah. Look, I, I think the bottom line is I, I would care way more about the more I'm thinking about this, I would care way more about having good shoes because I think that even the, the, the comfortability factor, I don't even know if that's a word, but how it's not, it's not a word. Yeah. I don't, I don't care <laughs> the, 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 how, how comfortable these things are. That's It's so much easier to say comfortability. Is is that easy? Because it sounds incredibly hard to say. <laughs> it does sound good. It, it I, I is kind of difficult. Say it, and I'm like, how is he saying that? How is he saying? <laughs> it? I mean, I would just go with comfort. Yeah, that's, that's that's fair. That's fair. But but we're but we're trying to like quantify in a way 
how comfortable something is. And oh, it's, so this is this is the analytics nerd. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to come up with some numbers here. Uh, but yeah, look, shoes are going to 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 provide more or less comfort for your body than socks are. So sure. you're you're killing two birds with one stone here because you're getting the comfort and you're looking good. You know what? Leave it to you to break it down exactly right, which which you know which you've done here. Thank you. Uh, next question at Swervin Shervin. I held on to Herndon all season long, even though you told me not to draft him. Am I owned? Should I keep him on my roster as penance? I don't know what to say, Sam. You you uh, you know I told you I've told you like fifteen times. Like who cares about Herndon? Who cares about Chris Herndon? He's I know. on a terrible team. He, it doesn't matter. He doesn't matter at all. Why were people so obsessed with keeping him? It doesn't make any sense. No, I, I agree. Even even like the, the idea in the preseason to draft him just didn't make that much sense because we there was such a wide range of outcomes. Sure, he could have been fine. He could have been great. So could have so many late-round tight ends. There's no reason to pinpoint the guy who was suspended for the first four four games of the season. I I was just kind of just dumbfounded. It, it actually at one point in August I thought to myself, if I'm wrong on Herndon, then I'm in a bad spot because it seems like everybody else is on Herndon. Uh, thankfully, it's like the one of the three things I got right this year. This next question is from at Floor Guitar. Which NFL team has the? Sorry, I I actually was burping in the middle of the question. <laughs> <laughs> Which NFL team has the least annoying fan base? Oh well, haven't we kind of discuss, discussed this? We said the Colts. Well, the Colts, the Colts doesn't exist. So I guess by by default, then sure, they're they're the least annoying. But it, let's look at at fan bases that actually are are a thing here. Man, I, 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 I have I'm, an I'm I have stuck. an I have an answer for this. Okay, go ahead. Seattle. Okay, no, no, I can go with that. I thought about that. The thing is, though, the more passion a fan base has, the more likely it is that they're going to be annoying as hell. Yeah, but with Seattle, it's a little bit different because they uh, are smart and they're yeah. fun. The Seahawks, I'm part of Seahawks Twitter, by the way. I was I was allowed in. By, You're honorary? Yeah, yeah, I was allowed in by, by Seahawks Twitter. God, I'm jealous. I, I've tried to get in for years, and they won't have me. Yeah, no, I was I was invited in. The Seahawks are my my NFC team. I, I, look, I like I like it. You know, led by Ben Baldwin, uh, others. Yeah, whose cable, names look, I can't cable Thanos, who does the the videos each week for the, like the hilarious like bad Photoshop type videos. That I was having a conversation with him, and I was like, I want to be part of Seahawks Twitter, and he's like making jokes about it or whatever. And then I sent him a tweet from like 2013 or something where I said, it's unbelievable that people think that Andrew Luck is a better quarterback than Russell Wilson. Wow. And, and then from there, Seahawks Twitter fell in love and we're, we've been, we've been inseparable since. Yeah. I, I, I failed to mention Mina Kimes, the ESPN. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Podcast, the do it all person at, at ESPN, who is a Seahawks, uh, fanatic and uh, is really, really, really good on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I think Seahawks Twitter is, is fine. I mean, for a very passionate fan base, you know what? I think that they they're kind of ironic because, you know, Pete Carroll is this anti analytics, go with your gut, um, you know, 
would just gonna win baby type type guy and the and the Seahawks Twitter people are not like that at all like right they would really appreciate a, a, a coach that embraced analytics but in the meantime they're just gonna go with it but that's why it's such a great relationship between because when you have this group of people on Twitter who are super pro analytics you they can all bond amongst each other it's just like a stronger bond because there's such a force going up against them. So that's, that's right. why that's why I think Seahawks Twitter is great. I think we have some Facebook questions too, Denny. We do, we do, and I I just I just had them up, and uh, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep looking for for a second here. Okay, um, well then I'll I'll get to this next question because it's specifically uh, geared towards me, and I need okay. I need to make a statement about it. Um, so you can look at those for those questions while I read this. This is from at Eric Belair. He says, JJ, you have a beautiful family, and they appear to be very happy based on the pic that you posted last Thursday. So for those of you who missed it, I posted a picture of me dressed up as a shark and my wife and daughter dressed up as scuba divers because that's what our Halloween costumes were. Um, and he, and then Eric says, your daughter is adorable. Thank you. He says at the end here, though, but can we talk about your lawn care? What kind of dad are you leaving your lawn in that condition? So I need to address this right now, everyone, because there were a few people who hit my mentions like screaming at me that I don't take care of my lawn, which couldn't be further from the truth. What's going on right now is that I haven't been able to take care of my lawn because they're building a screened-in porch in our backyard right now, and it's been taking longer than expected. And as a result, I haven't been able... There, there was stuff all over our yard for like a month and a half, so I haven't been able to do anything. And I live in North Carolina, and I fescue grass where in the summer it gets so hot, so all of the grass dies, and it turns brown. Your, your yard turns brown, and so... This is the time of year where you aerate and seed, but I haven't been able to do it. We finally did this week. Hadn't been able to do it, and that's why the grass looks the way that it does. That's a good explanation. It's also a lot of damn work. I would never do that shit if I, <laughs> if I had to. All right, so Facebook questions. Did you have anything else about the no, grass? No, no, no. That's it. That's it with the grass. All right, and I, I heard you say fescue, so that's that's one thing that jumped out. Um, Adrian Charlie, this is on the Facebook Oh, LTS Adrian. H. Yeah. What's up, Adrian? Yeah, a Adrian Charlie, longtime listener, friend of the show, says, Dear Denny, in front of a group... <laughs> this, is, this is funny. I'm, I'm going to try to get through this. In front of a group of people, my wired headphones got stuck on the doorknob at work <laughs> while I was wearing them. My head jerked back and a, and a lady bumped into me. <laughs> <laughs> Do I bother with a two-week notice, or do, I, or do I just leave forever? <laughs> the, the, the immediate, the, right when that happened, I would just drop everything and just walk out of that building. First of all, you know, Adrian, I, I, I don't know how old you are, but I wear wired headphones too, and you know what people are going to call us, call you and I for, for doing this? They're going to call us boomers. They're going to say, okay, boomer. Right. That's right. Yeah, because we're, cause every, cause the kids are wearing the, the wireless, so... Um, I don't even know how to do that, uh, but but yeah, I think I think you, you don't either. Two weeks, I think that you just go. I think that you leave. I think that you move to a new city. You start a new life. Maybe <laughs> um, maybe you can change your name legally. Yeah. You know, I I, I I don't I don't think that there's a, a limit uh, as to how you can change your life to make sure that no one uh, can ever track you down and say there's the guy who who owned himself with his headphones with his wired headphones. Yeah, I think that's the the right right answer. All right, we'll do two more from Facebook. Uh, so 
we have we have uh, Brandon Gregory saying, "Will Nick Foles end up carrying some of us to championship glory, and should we pick him up now or after the bye week?" Now, for those of you who don't know, Gardner Minshew has been canceled. He has been benched um, for now. I mean, until Nick Foles is canceled, and but um, so Foles will be the starter when the Jaguars come back from their bye. You definitely don't have to pick him up now, but it would be pretty cool for us if he became a thing late in the season. Yeah, Denny, you know who? Have you seen who they face in Week 15 and 16? No. Atlanta and Oakland. Oh, it's happening. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Nick Foles is happening again. It's happening. Oh, yeah, De- you guys should see Denny's face right now. He's like, a, he's like a kid. He looks like like Buddy the Elf right now. He's so excited. <laughs> Yeah, listen, listen. No, I'm so excited. Also, I just, I just realized that uh, there's, and for, for my Twin Peaks truthers out there, there's a part in in the third season of Twin Peaks where it says, where someone says, "It's happening again," and that's what's happening. Nick Foles is happening yeah, again. Yeah. All right. So, so last one. Um, uh, Osmondius Jones says on the Facebook page, "I have, I have suggested in my home league that." That leg wrestling now determined draft order. <laughs> <laughs> yes. is, is there more or less than a 69% chance of at least one one hospital visit? <laughs> yeah, well, there's definitely going to be a hospital visit. Can you imagine that? Oh, my God. I just, I'm, I'm just picturing, like, they're not even going one by one, but if there's if it's a 12-team league, you get someone <laughs> to referee, and you're, you literally have these grown men. I'm assuming there's men. I shouldn't assume that, but you just I'm just picturing these people on the ground, six six matches going on at once. Right, right. Yeah, just a, just a total melee, just – you know, chaos, chaos everywhere. Someone screaming in agony <laughs> yeah, yeah. throughout their hip or something. And then, so you guys, if you guys do that in any way, shape, or form, we need it documented. We need close-ups on these people's faces as they're yeah. just getting destroyed and sweat dripping off their forehead. Yeah. So there, um, you know, this is this is first and foremost a leg wrestling podcast. <laughs> um, there was one more from from Frank Joseph, friend of the show, who says, uh, "Where where are we on the scheduling?" Of the leg wrestling match, and what's the Patreon p- price point for getting Hollywood legend Tom Everett Scott involved in this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! If we had like some sort of, we had a, a he could referee. Tom could. Yeah, I, but I don't know if we can uh, meet his rate. No, we'll no, see. we definitely couldn't. We definitely couldn't. All right, let's move back to Twitter because there's some more questions there. Uh, this is from at Smoothie Watch Twenty One Denny. By the way. Got a new blend, new fruit blend this week. It's amazing. Got some peaches, some pineapple, a little bit of grapes mm. in it, strawberry. It's like a medley, and it is the most delicious thing with some spinach and uh, and some uh, not low-fat Greek yogurt. Oh, my gosh. It's, that That's the smoothie right there. That medley with the spinach and the yogurt, it's unbelievable. Do you add testosterone to that or no? I don't need it, Denny. Oh, oh I see. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 23 days to Thanksgiving. Welcome to the home stretch, JJ. Well, thank you, Smoothie Watch. Question, what is the better Thanksgiving scenario? Having to travel a few hours for Turkey Fest or hosting the big family meal? Mm. I think it might be better. I, so I, we haven't hosted because we always go to, to Virginia um, for, with, to visit my, my uh, wife's uncle's family. And... So I we've never we've never actually hosted Thanksgiving before, so I don't know what that's like. 
but traveling is is low key not bad. No, it's not bad. In fact, for me, it's it's a slam dunk answer. I'm traveling, and I'm eating and drinking, and I'm leaving. Yeah, like, and it's like a six hour drive for us, so it's not it's not like it's a short drive. But even that is still worthwhile. Oh yeah, no. Well, I mean, yeah, I drive six hours to North Carolina, so we we actually cross paths. <laughs> yeah, we, we 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 give each other a high five in the highway as we as we pass. <laughs> exactly what i was thinking i was trying to get that joke off you jerk you jerk you stole that joke from my head damn it uh, this anyway year, this yeah. year this year i'm just gonna stick my legs out and try to <laughs> show up show off my quads you're gonna be arrested if you, um, if you see a car if you see an suv driving down the highway with just legs sticking out of the out of the window the driver's side window that's me it's very safe, and by, and by the way, this means that JJ's going to finish the season in a body cast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So I yeah, so I drive six hours with with my family to North Carolina, and we stay for a couple of days. And I would much prefer that than to have to prepare the whole house and then like you know help with the the meal and the setup and then clean up. The cleanup is a is a disaster. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, look, I we help and we you know we do what we can. Right. But, I don't want to say I don't help. Yeah, yeah. De- Denny's a bad guest, but we're good guests. So I you know I I I, I get what, I get what you're saying. Uh, next question. I I just thought this was hilarious. It's from at time to pivot, and all it says is, "Have you seen my black cat?" <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a good oh, dad a good dad oh, joke. Okay. Did you see my? I, I had a great dad joke uh, uh, on Monday night where I said uh, I quote tweeted Ben Baldwin because he had a yeah. video of the cat and I said running cats don't matter. Running cats don't matter. JJ, I was so jealous of that tweet that I was in a bad mood for like two hours <laughs> after after I saw that. I I and then I looked back to see I was like oh okay so this is going to be like a ten to twenty thousand retweet. Yeah, it didn't didn't get that much love. And and it didn't. And this is this is an atrocity. This is a. This is a crime against humanity that JJ did not get ten thousand retweets on this. Yeah, that was one of my better tweets ever. I think it, it, it is. And but listen, man, don't just because it didn't get a thousand retweets, don't delete it. No, no, I'm like I'm not I'm not deleting that one. That one that <laughs> one's fine. That one can stay. That one can stay. Uh, next question. This is from at Pedro Velasquez. Uh, he says, "What do you do if a toilet that isn't yours gets clogged up? Inform the owner of the home." Or try to unclog it first. This is a this is a very real. We 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 have to dig in here because everyone listening has probably run into this issue once in their life. Right. This is a Dumb and Dumber situation. Yeah. With 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 and, Jeff Daniels. Look, my my answer is uh, you got to scope the bathroom, and if there's a, a plunger, then you just go to town. <laughs> you grab that thing, and you just plunge it out. I mean, it's 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 not a difficult thing to do. You just get get it done and fix it without them knowing. And then I also think that the the what if if there's not a plunger in there, you go to the owner and you say, "Hey, Jason, or hey, whoever it is," um, and, and hopefully you're tight with the owner. Uh, if you're not tight with the owner, then this is a, a bigger deal. But mm-hmm. you can you can just say, "Yo, where's the where's the plunger? Right? Where, where where's the plunger?" Yeah, no, if you know the person, I think it's easier. If you don't know, if this is a a stranger, not a stranger, but like an, uh, an acquaintance's house, you need to fix that shit at any cost. And that is a literal interpretation. You need to get that shit down the down the, down the toilet at at any cost. I'm talking about like 
you know, the plunger. Uh, you need to like open up the, the, the back of the toilet to see if you can fix it yourself. Like, would you use your hands? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> I feel like I would. I feel like I, I feel like I might actually do that. But then where do you put it? I Oh, God. Oh, God. You can, you can probably, you know, I mean, a lot of times you just need to kind of stick your, you, you would hypothetically, not that I've ever done this before, you would just stick your hand down there and kind of wiggle it around, you know, just see, just to kind of break stuff up. And then once it's broken up and maybe hold some toilet paper and flush while you're, while you're down there and then let the toilet paper go and flush again. Look, guys, you got to learn to flush more than once. That's, that's the real lesson here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, you got right. You can't, yeah, you have to break it up a little. Listen, but I I did say by any means necessary. So yes, I guess I guess I would do that. This podcast has gone so far off the rails. I I don't even know what to say anymore. Yeah, it has. This next question is from at Topher thinks since this is a fashion podcast, which we have talked about shoes and socks on today's show. How do you put socks on? Do you sit down, lay down, prop your foot, leg up on something? Just stay standing? Is there a correct way? Lay down. <laughs> Laying down is not does does not seem like it would be an optimal way of putting on socks. I mean, if you're drunk, maybe. <laughs> <You're right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Otherwise, I think I can just stand up and and put the socks on. Yeah, I mean, we can balance on one leg pretty easily. We're we're humans, right? right. We can Again. just do that. Unless you're drunk, again, this is this is the this is I guess this is the the main factor here. Right. But, well, yeah. I, I also when I do that though, when I'm standing on one leg, putting my sock on, I'm also doing squats because I'm trying to just maintain right. the the high level of of dopeness in the quads. The, the the say quads. Hey, can I say something real quick about a, a development uh, that I was made aware of recently? That um, anyway, let me just talk about it. I'm just going to just shut up and say it. Kenny Darter. The, guy, the person who runs the Kenny Darter account, the first-round quarterback account, is now a Maryland resident or lives in the Maryland, D.C. area, and we are meeting. Oh, my gosh. On on th- this this coming weekend. Yeah. The, yeah. We are going to meet. I will I, – I mean, I will see how this person – here's the thing about the Kenny Darter account. I still – I've been talking to this person for years uh, because it was, he was the first parody account and I've been talking to him for years and I still don't know his name. So I'm going to learn his name and we're going to, wow. we're going to talk about it next week. Wow. So Denny's going to go, uh, meet with himself this weekend because he manages all of his parody accounts. Oh God, you monster. Yeah. I can't believe that people think that you would actually just like sit there and, and not only create these, but you have to have like email addresses for each of these. You, you have, you would have to be an a- actual psychopath uh, to, to do this. And, and people who think that I do it, you should be calling the cops. You shouldn't be making jokes yeah, about right, it. Right, right. Uh, this last question is kind of more of a statement, but I, I was actually, it was bizarre. I randomly was thinking today, what happened to Tom Whalen? Yes. Our pal Tom, right? I thought thought a lot about Tom recently because I haven't heard from him. (laughs) Exactly. So Tom, as you guys uh, probably remember, he did the the one uh, trivia game show for us on the, on, for, for, it was on the Patreon page. Um, Yeah. But he, he, the stream. Yeah. And he also hosted the draft 
two years ago, was it? Or was it last year when he hosted it? I think last year. Yeah, and I won the league that year, so I, I should have let him host again because my team kind of sucks this year. Um, but Tom, from at the rad carpet, he tweeted at us, and he said, I know. He said, this is not a question. Tom Whalen here. I'm writing to let you guys know that I'm alive. This is fantastic news. I'm, I no longer play fantasy football, and I don't use Twitter much, which actually means that I am, in fact, more alive than you are, which is the, the most is a, a very much factual. I don't know who Chris Herndon is. <laughs> no, he says, I don't know who Chris Herndon is, for example. <laughs> <laughs> Good. And then it just says, go Ravens at the end. Yeah, I... Um... I, I, I am kind of sad. I mean, I'm happy for Tom Whalen uh, because he he has logged off uh, and stopped playing fantasy. But I'm also sad for for our loss, for the show's loss, because uh, Tom had a lot of great conversation starters uh, for us. So he we did. we miss you, Mr. Whalen. Yeah, I wish that he would uh, show his his digital face every once in a while. Yes, me too. All right, Denny, that's going to do it for today's show. Where can everyone find you? At CDCarter13 on the Twitter.com slash I got nothing. Anyway, uh, and then my kicker column is live on the Patreon page along with our streaming picks. And I will have the Thursday podcast, of course, this coming Thursday, with and I will answer questions that went unanswered uh, by the lovely co-host JJ this week. Uh, so that'll be on Thursday on the podcast. You can find me on Twitter at LateRoundQB. Also, subscribe to my other podcast, The Late Round Podcast, which uh, comes out four times a week. Denny, we have a tilt montage this week. We do. I owed, I owed it to the people, and I think it's not a terrible one. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We will catch you next week. 101 in the only legitimate time zone in the United States and on planet Earth slash the known galaxy, the Eastern Time Zone, and I am on my way to the grocery store because apparently we did not have the things we needed to host my parents and a few other family members on this, my Sunday. And I was not made aware of our lack of groceries until about 10 minutes ago. So now the games have started and I am in the car on my way to the grocery store. It's my favorite thing to do is to, is to wait for hours and adjust lineups and do everything I need to do and then not watch the games. Of course the games are probably better watched in the box, box score anyway. Uh, less uh, pollution of your mind of the process itself uh, but I do like to watch it because I'm a, a dumb animal like all humans I'm gonna I'm gonna miss some of the one o'clock games <clears throat> I have to say that <clears throat> my mentions or as the kids are calling them these days my menchies uh, have been on fire in a uh, distinctly bad way uh, over the past I don't know 18 hours I had a political tweet that somehow the Twitter algorithm is really really broken because my my 
political posts always make it into the fantasy football uh, Twitter feed. Like, Twitter feeds my political posts into a bunch of people who are online for sports only. Stick to sports. Stick to sprots. They scream in my mentions. And they're furious that I'm always... My posts are always being shoved down their throat. And let me tell you, I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I'm not doing it. I'm not going... I'm not adding them. It, it's tw- it's Twitter's fault. It's the algorithm's fault. The machine is forcing you uh, to take in my political posts. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, but the, the machine also apparently extols the virtues of international communism. But it, it just sets my mentions on fire every time. Oh my god. So many American flag avatars. So many dog avatars. Uh, so many people who have some mention of Western civilization in their in their Twitter bio. I it's it's a mess, honestly. I, I've been muting I've been muting everybody, and uh, so they're screaming into the void, which is which is fantastic. I, I do enjoy that. But my God, it puts me on on mega tilt, but not as as tilting as it's going to be shopping for cherry tomatoes uh, when I know that my fantasy players are playing. I am tilting. It's uh, 1.15 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, and I am absolutely tilting my face off about what sort of lettuce to get. This is, I'm supposed to get a bag of lettuce for tacos. Well, there are, by my count, 13 kinds of shredded bagged lettuce that I can choose from. And I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm frozen uh, by my analysis of, the, of this situation. We need, you know how many, you know how many bags of lettuce we need? You know how, what, how many types of lettuce we need here? We need one. We need one bag of lettuce. One type. One type. You get one type of everything. After the revolution, there will be one type of lettuce. Prepare yourself. I'm tilting. I'm now at the tortilla section. I have no idea what's happening in football, by the way, but then again, you probably knew that. So here are my options here at the tortilla section. I have the street taco tortilla. The soft tortilla. Get this, the super soft tortilla. The whole wheat tortilla. The gluten-free tortilla. The carb-balanced tortilla. The jalapeno cheddar wrap tortilla. Uh, What else? Sun-dried tomato basil tortilla. Rosemary olive oil uh, tortilla. Uh, The list goes on and on and on forever because uh, freedom is never knowing which kind of tortilla to choose that's freedom I'm tilting 1.54 p.m. in the eastern time zone and uh, it appears that Adam Q. Thielen III has re-injured re-aggravated his hamstring injury which is fantastic for me because I have him going in, um, let me check here, 
Uh, every league. I have him in every league. Not really, but it feels like it. And I have him in the Apex Writers League with JJ and all the monstrous other people. Of course, of course. Of course. All week. All week he was like, no, 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 he's good. The team said, hey, Thielen's, Thielen's back. He's fine. He's good. He's good. It's no problem. It was a one, one-week thing. Well, now he's re-aggravated. He's probably out for, you know, a month. And, and even if he's in next week, how can you how can you play him after this? Oh, holy shit, I'm tilting. Uh, 2.32 p.m. in Eastern Time Zone, and Ryan Griffin uh, caught a touchdown that was subsequently uh, called back because he didn't catch the ball, fall down, roll around, get up, uh, go to the bench, drink one, at least one and a half Gatorades, uh, the, see the game end, go home, still hold the ball, go to bed with the ball while getting dressed in his pajamas without putting the football down. And then waking up the following morning he didn't complete that action, so it was ruled uh, not a touchdown. Great rules in this in this really good league. Great rules. I'm tilting. 2.59 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone, and the Bears just tried a goal line attempt with Tariq Cohen, who was uh, roundly rejected by the Philadelphia front seven and I like to imagine that all the really extremely high T guys who have David Johnson I'm sorry David Montgomery on their roster uh, were you know I, I don't know going into comas after after seeing Tariq Cohen get a goal line carry it's just it it's it, the reaction that they had cannot be uh, overstated. I, I mean, because David Montgomery people never stop screaming about David Montgomery. They're constantly screaming in real life, screaming on podcasts, screaming in video, uh, all caps tweets uh, about how he, sh- he should get every touch, even when the Bears are down three scores in the third quarter. Uh, so I can't imagine how uh, a, a very high testosterone guy would react to little tiny Tariq Cohen getting a uh getting a goal line carry. I, I but I'm going to sit here I'm going to imagine it for a few minutes. Of course then Montgomery gets the next carry and falls face first into the end zone. Uh like you do. And I'm tilting. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long, it's fast. For more fantasy football info, check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the team.